Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to The Coming Green Freeze. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and today is Thursday, October 20th in the year 2022. And you know, when we grew up, for those of us that were alive in the 70s, you would know that what was being proclaimed is that we were heading into a global cooling, a new ice age. And then somewhere along that path in the late 80s and into 90s, we begin to get into the global warming nonsense. Tonight, we're going to talk about a lot of what that means and what that design was. And all of it is intended to lead humanity into one of the deadliest traps ever created by getting them to truly by their free will, cut down their ability to produce energy as the world will freeze. It's dark as it gets, but this is the enemy we fight. Patriots, in this time when there is so much upheaval going on, and there is a lot, banks are starting to get shaky. In fact, the Fed has openly said that it's going to defend the dollar before it defends the banks. You need to protect your hard-earned assets. For that reason, we have the great folks at Birch Gold. Patriots, as you know, the stock market has been in absolute turmoil. And with that also comes an increase in the consumer price index. Inflation is on the rise. So if you're wondering what our illustrious leader is doing to quell the surge of inflation that's destroying American families, you know as well as I do. They're spending more money and adding more burden to the debt, effectively nothing. Don't bury your head in the sand while your savings get decimated. Do something about it. Text BARDS to 989898. Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. These are great people with almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs. Don't allow the left to devalue your savings. Text BARDS to 989898 and claim your free, no-obligation info kit from Birch Gold. Again, you can own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account, and Birch Gold will help you do it. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers. Check them out. Text BARDS to 989898. Again, that's BARDS to 989898. And secure your future with Birch Gold. Do it today. Patriots has texting BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. It's all part of the new Bard's black card we're going to offer. <laughs> I'm going to have to make one of those. That'll be totally awesome. If you like a black card and on the back, it has a list of all the fantastic number of people that want to use a Bard's code to, so you can get great products and great deal, get service by great people. We'll work on it. It'll be something for 2023. But anyway, Birch Gold's awesome. They're great folks. Check them out. 989898 on your text and you will not be, re, you will not regret that one. So, Patriots, lots, lots of stuff going on, obviously. And one of the things that you can look at across the board is that we have a massive increase in violence in our cities. Cities are falling apart rapidly. And I would argue it's even worse than that. 
we have the effects of many, many years of this sort of stealth MK Ultra that's been deep in people's minds, and they've been very good at infusing hatred between race right now. We have an inner city group of people, many of them as well on payrolls, understand that. They're being paid by the deep state to institute violence and to make it seem as though it is a racial hate thing that's in a broad, broad spectrum. There's also likely, we have some experimentation, I can't prove this, but it's something Dr. Merritt and I are going to be discussing in our upcoming show about the possibility that they're using some of this new 5G and VAX technology to test market, <laughs> that's one way of putting it, to test, field test, the um, the ability to control people. So we have a lot of crazy stuff going on. Cities are the worst possible place to be. And within all of this, you have this constant pulse of information going on about the end of the world through climate change. And climate change is translating to carbon output. So I want to start here with a piece and it's very interesting. We're going to get into this tonight about oil and what oil may actually be and how that affects the bigger view on what's going on in the world. Take a listen to this piece. When they first found petroleum, Rockefeller happened to be the smartest man in the business at the time. So in order to get the price up, they hit on the idea that they would have to make it appear to be scarce. In 1892, there was a convention in Geneva of scientists to determine what organic substances are. So at this Geneva convention, Rockefeller took advantage of sending some scientists over who said oil, petroleum, is hydrogen, oxygen, and carbon. Therefore, it must be derived from the spoiling, the rotting, of formerly living matter and uh, playing the game properly when the this scientific convention was over they defined oil as a, a residue from formerly living matter it's called fossil fuel for the minds of the public to feel that it is an asset that is running out that is an asset that is constantly running out this scam was put on from the very beginning and they set it up so that people would look at oil as a fuel that wasn't used. Or I'm sorry, that wasn't renewable. Now that's what we're going to talk a bit about here in a minute. In the fact that oil may in fact be a renewable resource. That's what's most amazing. Let's look at some of the stuff that's going on around the world. We Right now we have a war going on against the people at an unexpected level. Companies like Mars, which these are all uh, these are all brands by Procter and Gamble and Coca Cola. Mars, Coca Cola, Procter and Gamble brands, Kellogg's, for example, Corn Flakes, Coca Cola products, Mars candy bars, whole slew of things are not showing up on store shelves. This is happening in Germany right now, and it's interesting to note that these companies are all in bed with the World Economic Forum as partners, and they're working closely with the Rockefeller Foundation. And so what is happening is they're retracting many of these convenience items from the stores because they're saying it's no longer profitable to sell them. Now, this has happened as well. It's happening in other places right now. We are noticing that there is a massive decline happening in the ports, like in the port of, of on, in L.A. right now. 
it is a big decline in shipping because what has happened during COVID, the the planned scam pandemic, is that people weren't buying, resources were delayed offshore. Now those resources have come in and are overflowing in warehouses. They no longer really need them, nor do they know what to do with them. So they're not high, they're not bringing in new resources. And this is part of the game of, of when you start to watch an economy completely collapse. Because so what has happened here is we ended up with inflation, and now you're going to see a massive deflation. But it's going to be very deceptive because this is going to be used likely for a political hand job on everybody. And you have to be careful to watch what's happening. You're going to start seeing incredible values and savings. Clothing items, bikes, hard, hard lines are all going to be on sale for great discounts for Christmas. And it's going to look like the economy's booming. But here's the problem. is This is all excess inventories. And they're already trying to dump them. But they're not making new orders. So as you see the excess inventories fall on the hard line items that would be including clothing, the replacement items coming in will see a jump in, in costs of 40, 50, maybe even 100%. So you're going to see major discounts on items going in. It's going to make it look like suddenly the economy's turned for the better, and then there's going to be a massive upsurge in costs. And that upsurge is going to match a whole new level of taxes that are rolling in. One of those taxes, is, all this taxation is based around carbon and carbon credit, which is a big scam of of them making more money on nothing, quite frankly. Bill Gates has been very promoting of it. So is Larry Fink and the BlackRock, and they're forcing companies to comply to this carbon credit garbage. All of this is an idea of creating a, a world of scarcity. And they're trying to get control of every single thing and every single bit you purchase and every bit of money you have because they want to ensure that no matter what you do, you can never leave the matrix of scarcity. That's happening right now. Now, at the same time, they're creating real scarcity. One of those things of scarcity is energy. They are quite literally in the process of deindustrializing the entire Western world. And as you deindustrialize, there are going to be immediate and also long-lasting consequences, which is going to result in mass deaths unless it's arrested. But what, what they're doing, and this was one of the big setups that I started with, is in the 70s, we were said that we were heading into a global cooling and ultimately an ice age in this period of time. That statement was actually true because we're sitting in a time right now of a solar minimum, among other things. There's a magnetic shift going on in the earth. All of these things are affecting the global temperatures. And in fact, Cliff High recently ordered all of the data. And if you don't follow Cliff High, he's, he's unique. He's got some really good perspectives sometimes. Sometimes he's a little bit unique. <laughs> I'll just leave it there. But I do like him. And so Cliff High ordered all the data from NOAA, which is the Weather Bureau, and as much as he could get from other agencies around the world. And he did an algorithmic search on, on world temperatures, and he came to the exact conclusion that I'm telling you that the world temperature has been declining, not increasing. When I worked with Exelon as a consultant in 2014, 2015 range, and I think 2013 as well, what was being noticed is the solar-generated fields, which were being installed in Southern California and in the deserts out there in Nevada, 
and Arizona, what was happening is these solar fields were coming online and their output was already down 30% from the projected output. That's not just bad engineering or some sort of over-projection to get funding. What was happening is the solar output was declining. So we've been on this cascade towards a diminishing return or a, a reduction of temperatures as they've pushing people into the green agenda, getting people to use less carbon, getting people to uh, reduce their dependency on fossil fuels, getting people to buy into battery and renewable green energies. The problem is none of these renewable and green energies work in an extreme cold environment. And in fact, their output is lesser and lesser. And the more dependent you make the population on it, and the more restrictions you put on using anything related to traditional heating like oil, gas, or even wood, they're setting humanity up to be self-extinguishing. Humanity will literally be set up to freeze to death, and there's no resources to do it, and they're being quite successful right now in Europe. So this is something to really keep in mind. Now, what's the big deal then, one would ask, with this carbon thing? Why are we constantly worried about carbon? Because this is the big focus of the green agenda, carbon. I want you to hear this piece here. It's five minutes, and this is a continuation of, where this, of what I did in a minute ago. But this is a guy that went out and sought out the scientist in Russia who has done the study and established in his, what he considers a very controversial position, that in fact, oil is a renewable and that it comes from, in part, from the hydrocarbons of the earth. Put those two together and now you start to see what they're doing. If he's correct... This carbon reduction is designed to destroy a natural resource in the earth and make sure that we are never able to have freedom of energy, but are must be dependent upon their mechanisms of energy development, no matter what, what happens. Take a listen. Professor Kucherov, a scientist who claims through laboratory tests the existence of abiotic oil. You, as a scientist, uh, proclaimed and even proved a completely different theory about the existence of oil. Well, according to our, I would say, controversial point of view, hydrocarbons is the product of our planet. They are generating on the depths, in, on the depths of uh, roughly 100, 200 kilometers, then migrates into the Earth's crust and uh, form oil and gas deposits. So, we could say that this is a, a blood of our planet. How did we prove this concept? We make experiments. We have a very developed high-pressure equipment at my mother university, Gupkin State, Russian University of Oil and Gas. I try to explain it very simple. This is a surface of, of the Earth. This is a depth of roughly 100 kilometers. This is a crust of the Earth. Below 100 kilometers, there are donors of carbon and hydrogen. We add in this mixture ferromoxide and put this mixture in the capsule pressurize it 
and rise the temperature. Then, in the end, we have a mixture of hydrocarbons in distribution of at least natural gas methane, ethane, propane, and butane. The mixture of these hydrocarbons from this depth to the crust could be moved via deep channels to oil or natural gas deposit. There are no doubts that hydrocarbons and natural gas particularly could be generated in asthenosphere of our planet on the depths of 100 to 100 kilometers. So then you should, you're saying that it is infinite as well? Yes, indeed. That the world is producing it over and over again? Yes. But I, I do hear stories that, that oil fields are running, running out and they're closing the oil fields because there is no oil anymore. People take oil very quickly and if we will come back to this oil field in 50-60 years we could see that new oil came to these oil fields. There are a lot of samples for instance in Romashkina oil field in Russia in different oil fields in Russian Caucasus. after certain time new oil came in old oil fields and this oil could be only from the depths. We use oil, crude oil, to produce most of the fuel which we use for our vehicles and heating equipment. According to very known calculation, we do use only 15% of oil produced uh, every year. 15%. We don't need to find new oil fields or gas fields. We don't need to accelerate oil and gas production. We just need to increase the efficiency of the processes which we used in for our civilization. The amount of hydrocarbons in, in deposits, it's not a problem. The problem is how do we use oil and natural gas? But that's huge. What you're saying is that we we could live in balance and in peace with oil, and 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 uh, uh, which saves us millions of of dollars. It, it would be economically and politically change the world on such a big scale. I can't imagine. Correct. And and, and I mean. Why I'm not reading and seeing this in the mainstream media? Your question is your answer. Perfect answer. A response to his question. His question is his answer because we know very well what this would mean. If you are to have a resource like oil, and this is not the first time I've come across this, that oil is actually a renewable but in renewable, we're not talking about instantly any more than you talk about instantly in a forest, that it's a naturally recurring event in the Earth's core that happens, as he said, it will rejuvenate over a process of 40, 50, 60 years. But hydrocarbons is the key. And so if you're doing carbon scrubbers, which they're actually building in the Midwest, tearing up farmland to build carbon scrubbers, 
They're trying to take the carbon out of the air. And the idiotville people that are following this environmental policy thinks this is a good idea. Man, when man takes over an environment, trust me, it's like telling the government telling you they're here to help. It's another mRNA disaster. And this is by design because they're trying to create a planet that is so cold that humans can't survive. And they're trying to get people going in a direction where they give up all of their skills, all of their abilities, all of the things, resources and capabilities that they had to stay warm, to stay efficient, to stay operable. I don't know if you checked out what happens to an electric car lately in the cold, but the battery drains in, you'll get a tenth, sometimes as much as a 30% max out of what the actual capacity of the battery is in normal temperatures. The technology is designed to fail in the cold. And the energy generation that is being put together is designed to keep people in the cold or freeze them out. It's part of this mass human depopulation and selection process. China's building more coal plants. They're turning on a coal plant almost every day. We're in the process of shutting down coal plants, petroleum, fire generators. We're doing everything we can to shut down every bit of capacity that we have including even one of the dams up on the Columbia River. They are doing everything we can to shut down our power capability and go to, quote, renewables. Any politician, any company that is pushing you towards green is a criminal enterprise because they know damn well this will fail. And Wall Street with BlackRock behind it is energizing this. They are pouring money into it because they've decided this is how they want to control the states. There's no greater way to control people than to take away their freedom of energy. Remember what we've said all along. You control the food. You control the people. You control the nation by controlling the energy. You control the world by controlling the money. Everything's on the table right now. And as they destroy farming production and they keep people blinded with this, with this nonsense about a global warming policy, They're moving production of food into these warehouses in the cities. This is all Agenda 2030 stuff. So the whole idea is to turn the outside of the city areas into desolate dead zones or at least dead zones for people to live because there's no possibility that they have any way to generate enough heat to survive or energy to survive while they draw the people into the cities put them into small, what they will call low carbon footprint boxes, basically. They've already been experimenting with this all over the cities. Some of them as small as like 300 square feet or less. Typically no bathroom and typically no kitchen. You have a shared bathroom somewhere in the building. All of this is to dehumanize because this is the efficiency of how you handle chattel. We are chattel to them. And as they bring people together, they are going to have the built-in benefit of the mRNA injected into people or this, whatever this thing is, it's a nanotech parasite that's in people that will ensure that the immune systems continue to be degraded, that they can stimulate sort of sickness anytime they want. People will be living in constant sickness and fear of sickness, constantly getting injections and shots, which is going to continue their migration towards an integration towards transhumanist model. Food that's going to be produced now won't be produced in your normal senses. They're trying to bring food production into these massive vertical agriculture buildings. We've talked about that before. 
All of those plants are genetically modified. And I will guarantee you they are being genetically modified to ensure that your health does not get better, that everything is designed to keep you sick. And the more that they can bring people into their their umbrella of control, the more that they are going to ensure they have total control over the people. Keep them mentally worn down, keep them physically worn down in the future generations then as people lose their ability to reproduce, which is a guaranteed with this injection. We have a declining birth rate. We have a loss of lots of people. Blood that's now infected is guaranteed that if you get a blood transfusion, you're going to get somebody's injected junk in there in your blood. So they've just, they're creating a network of control right from the baseline of the human body. And so people are going to turn to birthing clinics That'll end up being Planned Parenthood. I almost guarantee you on that one because Planned Parenthood has, has the biggest. They have one of the largest databases of genetic material thanks to all the aborted babies they've done. And they've been selling a lot of that DNA material into, into China. China's already moving that way because China's one-child policy has left them in a massive crisis. People aren't watching birthing trends much and they're not watching projection of population trends. China's projection is that by around 2050, they're going to hit a crash in their society, meaning it's going to be a massive drop-off by as much as half, potentially, because there's so many elderly and there's not enough young being produced. They're trying to turn that around, but the only way China is, is going to see its ability to turn around is to start producing babies in birthing systems or clones. So essentially it is cloning because they, they either clone or they take the cells and they, they're doing artificial insemination, but they're growing them in artificial wombs. This technology is already here. That technology was developed in the late 70s when they were growing small sheep inside baggies at, a, at the university labs. So the whole idea is to control everything. And the critical piece to force people to do this is the climate. Uh, the preparations that everyone should be doing is being prepared for what is coming because random blackouts are going to become standard. They're, they're engineering it this way. The, the dependency that as the world gets colder, the need to draw on power resources is going to increase as they've cut away fossil fuels, which they've done, and they've increased the cost of fossil fuels, people are going to turn to electricity. This is already happening in Europe, and it's crazy. So we have spiraling costs in Belgium is forcing Belgium companies to shut down because the, instead of costing them a few thousand euros per month, they're now looking at tens of millions of euros a month in the cost of electricity. You have fertilizer plants. This, a, lot, a lot of this initial wave is happening in Europe. Fertilizer plants are shutting down. So it's going to affect agriculture. We have a constant attack on the food system, on the energy systems, and on everything that we are become dependent on. If you heard about the GPS outages out near Fort Hood, there was actual GPS, full GPS blackouts with either a technology or it was affects damage within the system. But they are they're suspecting that somebody was actually using jamming technology that caused flights to DW. Uh, Dallas-Fort Worth, DFW, to be diverted 
And get this, because a lot of the new farming equipment is dependent upon GPS location. So a lot of the farming equipment and f- was having to stop because it couldn't find its GPS direction. This is part of this new autonomous world we're supposed to be all excited about. Hospital closures are increasing. Hospitals were already in a near bankrupt state in many of the rural hospitals. The COVID crisis provided many of them with the money that they needed to sustain. They turned into paid killers at these hospitals because they saw the opportunity for every person that came in. They knew that if they could code them with COVID, if they could get them on a ventilator, if they or if they died of COVID, they would get massive boosts of money. And COVID has offered anywhere from $100,000 to $300,000 per patient if the patient goes through the hospital and ultimately dies. So hospitals became contracted killers. This is the world we're in. And everything is starting to fall apart. And the centerpiece to the control now is going to shift towards the climate issue, which hasn't been debunked enough yet. And they're already moving everybody towards this new type of world. There's a thing called a modified Arctic apple. And this, this comes out of Mother Earth News. So this is an apple that was developed and it, to, it with, with new RNA or what they call RNA interference so that the apple never turns brown. But they're also using genetically modified biosprays on this. That it, none of this has been approved by the FDA. But that's okay. Don't worry about it because it's coming to your market soon. And it's rolling out quickly the smart people are saying stay away from it. Your biogenetic warfare people are saying don't worry. It's all good. It'll be just fine. We know that's not true. So we are literally in a major crisis centered around the infrastructures that we rely on. Hence the reason we keep talking about so importantly to be to work towards self-sufficiency. One of the things that I've mentioned here for months, and it's now coming up in articles, and I'm glad to see it, Make sure you are getting hard copies of your knowledge ba- for your knowledge-based libraries. If you are building a digital-based li- library, two things should happen. If it's videos, save them offline in a, off, in a server that stays offline. Can't guarantee you'll be good with that, but at least it'll have a higher propensity to saving. And if you can get them in a Faraday bag, do it. Store that stuff in a safe place. You can store that on a, on a USB drive or you can do a full like a SSD drive or you can do that on a regular hard drive, whatever you choose. But I would highly recommend that you move those files into something that's fairly easy to slip into a Faraday bag and keep it there. Best of all is if you have digital libraries, it should be like PDFs and so forth. Print them out. You can do the same. You can put it on an SSD drive or a USB drive, but I would highly recommend you print these things out and have hard paper copies. The best is simply to buy the books and to build a hard paper book library because ultimately, whether or not you have an EMP or something like this, what we are looking at, which is very substantial, is the blackouts. And it's rolling blackouts as the system, the infrastructure begins to collapse. And as we hit higher cold and possibly bigger heat in the summer, remember, we're also in an era of of weather warfare. Much of what you've witnessed here so far with the spraying and the chem spraying in the skies, with the use of, of harp-type technologies, which are heating up elements of the, of the atmosphere, the ionosphere, 
You have laser methods to stimulate the clouds. You have seeding methods directly in clouds. A lot of things are being used to manipulate, and they're very good at it. They've had this technology since the late 50s, but we're witnessing the effects of it right now. The byproducts of this are significant. My personal opinion, though it is can't be formally proven, but my guess is that most of the water the issues that we're dealing right now with right now, the water shortages, the Mississippi right now is draining down so low that they can't even move barges on it. This is a big crisis because it's going to create a yet another massive supply chain issue. Our products move primarily through rail, truck, and through barge. And in the Mississippi, tons of products move by barge. It's the most affordable way. The Mississippi is so low that they're not able to get many of the barges through right now. Rail lines are, are not running on regular schedule because many of these companies like Vanguard and BlackRock are struggling through phases of, of bankruptcy. And so you also have the trucking industry, which is another issue, and we've got an oversupply of certain goods in the warehouses, so a lot of new goods aren't being ordered, and so you're starting to see a drop-off of trucking needs, which means there'll be layoffs and there'll be unemployment, and truckers will then, when they do need the truckers to move certain things, there won't be the resource of truckers to move what's normal. We're seeing this happen, plus the increase in gas and fuel costs and the availability of things like DEF, which is necessary a diesel additive that's necessary for trucks. All of this stuff is in play right now. It pops up on the news and then they bury it for good reason because they don't want you to see how much of this infrastructure they're destroying. Right now, it's more important than ever that you dig in hard to some fundamentals in your preps at home. One is to make sure that you have means of heating yourself and that can be a whole variety. There's a whole range of things you can do. You can put on a, a Limited amount of solar on your home. But again, solar isn't going to work as it's very low efficiency on a cloudy day. It's also its efficiencies drop heavily if it gets dusty. One of the challenges that we looked at in Afghanistan when we were developing firebases with, and I was part of this project, developing firebases that were solar powered, was we literally were going to have to hire somebody on a daily, hourly basis to clean off the solar panels to keep the efficiencies up. But here's the other problem. If they clean the solar panels with the wrong rag and it scratches the glass, it also diminishes the efficiency. Solar panels are an issue. They're not as perfect as people say. And while others can rave about them, there's also the whole issue of the technology. That if it goes wrong, a circuit board goes wrong or something like that, what that ultimately leads to in getting repairs in a supply chain disrupted environment, which is where we're headed. The best you can do right now is to get simple. Keep your stuff as simple as possible. I did an entire study for myself about six months ago on every aspect of heating out there and the most efficient ways. And the conclusion I came to, which is why there is one in my house, was to get a wood stove. Once the wood stove's involved, installed with the current need of the EPA requirement of a catalytic converter to reduce your output and it's whatever, you have the most efficient way to heat your home. Wood stoves are absolutely the best. Fireplaces, if you still can get one depending on your environment and your building codes, they're not bad, but they're not as efficient as a wood stove. Pellet stoves, they're not bad, but they require electricity to turn the auger and to run the fan. Natural, natural gas, not bad as long as your natural gas supply is running and somebody isn't cutting that off somewhere down at the, at the depot. 
propane as long as you can get propane. Wood ends up being one of the most efficient ways to heat. So does coal, but you don't find many coal burners except maybe up in the northeast. Oil is, again, it's about the resource and the cost. And the cost of those is going up radically, home heating oil. It shouldn't. But I only want to go back to what we were talking about here, the potential that oil is actually a renewable. I'll add to this a bit because there's somebody I know that had just recently tested a technology, which is pretty impressive because this person, and a very reputable person, I'm, just, I'm not going to say their name because this has not been out officially yet, but they received literally, what the only way to call this would be a celestial technology. And they received this through prayer and an experience with God, a formula that they created a mixture in which they can clean tar sands. And they've tested it and it has passed all the tests and it's stunning because this turns oil in, and tar sands into absolutely pure, no impurities oil and pure sand. It's literally a gift from God. It changes the entire game because it means oil oil as a product would not have a pollutant output. When you add to that the ability, the understanding that oil may in fact be a hydrocarbon product of the earth, it's a, a naturally reoccurring product, not a, not a fossil fuel, which is part of the Darwin myth. You start to see why they're moving the direction they are because they're trying to get everybody broken from a fuel source, an energy source, that if we discover it, we would have unlimited free energy. That doesn't even get into advanced technologies. That's right here, right now. But they're trying to push everybody as fast as possible into lithium. The lithium mines are destructive. There's not enough lithium on the face of the earth to give people, everybody, a battery that they need for their car. And all that means is they're trying to steer people into a dead end with this technology that at the end of the day, the only way it works is if there's still oil in the system, but the fools that are believing this somehow think it's clean. I don't know if you've seen some of these recharging stations they've been putting out in remote areas, but they're an rechar- electric recharger attached to a diesel generator. Yep, can't make this up. It's for real. Food, energy, money the three pillars of their war against humanity. And with that, they add informational. Because once they use informational, they're able to convince you of anything. The biggest scam in this entire fight is that too many people still believe that the state, either one, has their best interest in mind, or two, is undefeatable. Both of those are lies. We know that the government does not have our best interest in mind. If you doubt that, just take a look at the recent COVID deaths. And with this latest move to legalize or mandate, I should say, the, the RNA vaccines, the mRNA vaccines with the children's vaccines, what they're doing rapidly, they're moving quickly. And that's why they voted 15 to 0 to approve it and mandate it by the CDC to include it in the whole lot of vaccines that children have to take. And mRNA is not a vaccine. It's a technology. The reason they've done that is it now gives them the legal cover so they will not have any liability against lawsuits because it has been accepted mainstream with children. No one can sue them now because they know this is a massive storm that's about ready to hit and there's already been lawsuits put against them. 
They're creating legal protection is why they're doing it. And that's why every single person on that FDA panel did it, which tells you that every person in the government that knows that was involved in this vaccine, even if they voted on it, that was the limit of their involvement, all knows that they're all facing crimes against humanity because of what they've done. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. We have to be able to start really being smart about what we're doing, prepping in ways that thinks in terms of simplicity. Find stuff that does what you need manually without electricity as much as you can. When you get electrical appliances, make sure that you have enough resources within your holding, a generator, solar generator, whatever that is, to be able to run it if the power goes out. When it comes to basic knowledge stuff, if you're one that depends 100%, like I said, on the, on the interface on the web, make and move quickly because this, this should have been done years ago, months ago. But move quickly, just try to acquire at least a resource base. If you've got stuff on the web that you, you use as resources, at the very least, get them put into PDFs and stored on SSD drives or, or USB drives in Faraday bags and away from your computer. These are, these are the smart things to do because it's where we're ending up going to have to rely on what we have in a knowledge library to reset as we go forward as they try to erase our ability to interface with these knowledge databases that are now digital. Their war is ruthless, and it's, it's not going away anytime soon. Now, there's some really good conversation that Monkey Works had yesterday, last night, or yesterday afternoon. He ran a second piece on his SITREP update. I'd highly recommend you go listen to it. It's a good piece. It kind of gives you an optic on some big moves that are going on in the country of moving troops when it looks like they're moving military police. And tomorrow's show at 9 a.m., he's going to go into it again, so you might want to tune over there. And when you get there, say Bard, say hello. Tell him we say hello from him over there when you go over and see Monkey, when you jump on his chat. But he's going to have some good reports. Now, all of that said, this whole idea, and it's, a, it's again, be real about what we're looking at. When people start talking about, you know, military is the only way in the end, blah, blah, blah. Folks, that doesn't mean it's easy or good for the country. Martial law is going to be brutal on everybody if we go that way. And it looks like we're ramping towards that end. To what degree, I don't know. And the question you have to ask is who's going to pull the trigger on martial law? Because if it's the Biden administration, it's not for good things. My personal guess of where we're heading into creating this crisis because they need multiple crises to collapse the economy and to keep people off base. And this whole issue right now is ultimately towards the end goal of depopulation. My personal opinion of what they're probably going to do is in the next couple of weeks, probably about two weeks out from the, the election, they're going to arrest President Trump. They've already said everything but. They said they have enough to charge him. They're going to arrest President Trump. And with that, they're going to try to incite a global, a national civil war. And my, my guess is they'll do that by the same way they did it with January 6th with FBI operatives, CIA operatives, people that are dressed like Antifa people in, in MAGA and and Make America Great type uniforms, Q stuff that are Antifa and Black Lives Matter, and they will initiate burning of cities and tearing things down to put all the blame on the MAGA folks. Remember, they've already called MAGA 
and it's 77 million, the enemies of the state. And so you have to be understanding the narrative that they're building. They are preparing to move into a martial law setting. They are preparing to do what they what the U.S. just did, and the U.S. just to just recently. This is an article from Monday, October seventeenth, and just read you the beginning. The U.S. has drafted. Keep in mind, the U.S. has drafted a U.N. Security Council resolution calling for the deployment of an international force to help the Haitian government quell protests and unrest. That comes from the CIA-run rag called the Washington Post with the front man known as Jeff Bezos, another CIA hand puppet. So the U.S. is preparing to use international policing forces in a foreign country, in one that's just south of our border, which is Haiti, the Clinton empire for child sex trafficking and finding young children to rape and to sacrifice. And so my guess is, especially with the existing UN agreements that are already in place with most of the police departments in this nation, they would switch to that model as they create the fake riots with the media will hyper fan within certain key sectors to make it look like it's all over the United States when it won't be. The administration will sign an executive order. This would be my guess to then mobilize the military towards martial law. That's simply my projection of what I anticipate. But with this is going to come all sorts of other things, restrictions on food, restrictions on fuel, trying to control people, shutting limitations of their energy, etc. And it will escalate. So our time window now is in, we're getting into some pretty critical time windows. Do I think it's going to happen tomorrow? I have no idea. Do I, do I know that it's going to happen by the end of the year? I don't know that either. I just know there's no time to waste. That's the point of this. And, I'm, and I would really encourage you that if you are anxious, have anxiety or fear, then get on your knees and start praying and get rid of it because there's no time for weakness because we're walking with Jesus and your warriors under Christ. So buckle it up. This is time to get focused in this war. It's serious. Things are heating up, and whether they happen in a week or they happen in a year, the fact is we're heading to culmination points that are unavoidable under the current trajectory. There's many things that could disrupt it. One is the hand of God, which I don't know how that would look, but it might be amazing. At the same time, that's biblically not even consistent because typically when we get to a place like this, God is going to make people realize who he is, and that's going to reveal it only through pain and suffering. That's just the reality of things. I'll close with this. Get yourself tight and anchored in your faith. Spend time talking to God and Jesus. You want to be so solid on that rock of faith that as this storm hits, you're not running from it or hiding. You're turning your face into the wind with the glory and joy of knowing that as the wind smacks against you, that you are not going to be budged on that rock of faith as the winds do what God needs to do with the winds to dispel this evil. But we have to still be prepared because our mission is always the same. We need to create the strength of the kingdom in our homes, making sure we are, we are well equipped, be smart about what you're doing, do the inventories you need. Inventories are physical and in, in interpersonal. And spiritual. So these are this. This is the time to get very serious about this. But all of this circles around again to the criticality of why they're attacking energy, because there is an awakening happening, and they're losing control 
at some point in this process, they're losing control of their ability to control people through energy. They need that control back. And in their mind, the three pillars of control, again, control the food, control the people, control the energy, control the nation, control the money, control the world. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time we've come together tonight. Blessed are these hours and times that we spend each day to hear you, to, to walk this path, to see this world in a with open eyes, scales fallen from our eyes and ears open, constantly putting ourselves before you, humbled and blessed. Lord, in this time as we are here, so many things are moving, and yet the pathway forward is not a complex one. So we just pray that so many that hear this message will understand that the diligence of putting our effort before us, our eyes focused on what we need to do, to turning to you in all things first, through Christ to you, Father, to hear the wisdom necessary for each and every one of our steps, to trust in that, to learn to hear you clearly. And in the process, taking care of our physical needs in the home and taking care of our spiritual inventories to cleanse our heart and our spirit, to get ourselves strong and our armor ready for the storm that's upon us. Guide us in these times, protect us, and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So Patriots, lots happening. A lot of things to look at and consider. Keep your eyes on the things they don't want you to look at. All of this nonsense in voting and all this, I'm telling you right now, it, it, I'm, I'm getting a really uneasy feeling about it. When, I, when we have Obama suddenly appearing again and we have every other major figure on the, out there telling you, vote, 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 as if it's going to distract, it's going to solve everything. The big red wave is coming. The Dominion systems are still in play. Nothing has changed in our election process. And the only thing that we've added is this nanotech parasite in people that appears to have an ability to be actuated and to control people's behavior from a 5G pulse. So I don't see how any of that adds up to the good of humanity or the betterment of our election system. So keep focused on these important processes of spirituality, your connection with God, the strengthening of your home, and the building of community locally. Vote. That's one thing we will all do, but don't put your heart and soul into that. The first vote that we do goes to heaven. Cast your vote to heaven first, then cast your ballot. In the meantime, stay busy and stay focused with your eyes forward. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to, bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace 
should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 